Is that a machete in your pocket, sir, or are you just happy to see me? I'm just saying, why wouldn't you check the back seat? I'm just not here for it. I kind of enjoyed the axe to the face. Ooh, hey there, Mr. Monster. So, chill or kill? back to the haunted no no it's not it's not a haunted heart episode is it it's not in fact it's not you hear this you hear this gentle shaking that low rumbling that low rumbling you hear me sucking my uh my teeth for corn kernels that are stuck in there (laughs) you hear this rustling uh Hopefully it's not too loud. It's not an ASMR episode. It is Netflix, Netflix and, and Kill. It's been a minute since you've heard that Netflix and Kill intro on your news feed, hasn't it? It has, girl. I don't even have my headphones on. Hang on a second. Let me just get keyed in here. Oh, my God. She is not ready. Oh, my God. Oh I have my this God. big bowl of popcorn. She ready. She we got our box of Reese's Pieces over here. And by our box, I mean Bitch. Kenny's box. I mean, I was about to say, did you just grab my box of Reese's Pieces? Yes, I did, Reese's my pieces? girl. That, my mother gave that to me for Valentine's Day. You know Day. what? We can share it. <laughs> She gave that to me, not you. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We'll eat it. It's cool. We have our snacks. It's kind of like we're, you know, ready for the movies. It is. In fact, it's a theme. It's thematic. That's what we do on 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 this show <laughs> that we started <laughs> ages ago. Yes, and then, and then everybody I- loved. Everybody absolutely uh-huh. loved it. And then you know what we did? We took it away. We. S- Took it away. <laughs> God bless y'all. God bless y'all for hanging in there with us through the ups and the downs. Bless you. Bless I'm, every single one of you. I'm actually trying to go back to see when the last one that we we submitted was, and I think oh, it's it been was a minute. Back in May of 2019, mm-hmm. uh, where we did Mercy Black. Oh yeah, remember that movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually just discovered that that I don't know if i remember this or not or if we said it or if or if we talked about it but mercy black was a blumhouse film mm-hmm. i don't remember if we did i don't remember if we did or we not, did but i was looking at that because someone um attacked blumhouse on um on facebook and i had to be like listen hold up i need y'all because they was were like that? was that in the facebook group no 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 no. it was on some random comment because they talked about um blumhouse is the one behind the the craft remake or reboot. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I'm still very skeptical of. And then mm-hmm. someone just went on there and commented, that, like, of course it's crap. It's Blumhouse. And I'm like. <laughs> no, we stand Blumhouse here. I do. So, like, we yeah, stand? there are some things. And I made a very civil argument. <laughs> oh, I bet you did. <laughs> and I listed, you know, some films that I thought were good, were good films or whatever. Um, and the person commented that was like, 
obviously we're not going to agree on this if you think films like The Visit and Unfriended were good. Unfriended was was fun. I was like, and I commented back. I was like, yeah, actually I did kind of like them, but at least I'm not a fucking horror elitist cunt like you. Oh my God. I didn't say that, but Great, it sounds like a constructive conversation, right? I didn't I didn't say that, but I did say something along the lines of like, I wish we could all just enjoy enjoy our horror and not deal with all of the elite elitism that yes. the horror community has. And That's then true. I think I called her a stupid bitch. But anyway. <laughs> the only elite has elitism that I stand in the horror world is um Fake nerd elitism. That's true. I will clock your fake nerd references every single time. Uh, you time. did, uh, actually, on this show when we talked about the babysitter. I you remember did. that one? I did. Was that an intentional reference that I you were did. trying to do? Yes. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was thinking about what I got triggered on the babysitter episode. I think I saw something about them doing a babysitter too. Mm-hmm. I think that's coming. Yeah, a lot of people really like that movie. I really like that movie. Up until that point. Except for that one thing. That one thing. Mm-hmm. It was god-awful. For God's sake, get uh-huh. a real nerd to write your nerd speak for your big-titted blonde girls, okay? Uh, <laughs> That's the thing. That's true. Or, here's an idea. Get a big-titted blonde girl who is an actual fucking nerd, because uh, they're out there. Oh, yeah. They exist, y'all. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, yeah, but, but yeah, we're back. We're back, back, baby. We're bitch. back. We're, we're, we're back. doing some Netflix in. We're doing some killing. Nope. We're no. Doing- no, uh, only only killing we're doing is on this bowl of popcorn right absolutely, now. Absolutely, we're murdering. My friend. That. I'm very sorry uh, to everybody who doesn't like the crunch sound. We're trying to lean what? back no. from our mics. <laughs> lean back. They're directional, lean so uh, maybe it'll maybe it'll halfway work. Well, what if those? What if? I mean, we do have people that like ASMR though. We have like, I look. Let I, me tell you, I think it was on episode three. What? When I fucking sipped a glass of wine and everybody got fucking <laughs> triggered. There are still people who are just discovering the show now and they go back and listen and they hear me sip that like sip of wine out of my wine glass and like we get fucking emails about it to this day. What if I just don't do it? Oh, my God. Rip headphone users. Ooh, ooh! I heard that through my headphones, and I didn't even like it. No, no, sis, that is not it. That's not the tea. I'm suspending the popcorn till the end of the episode. So what? What the fuck are we talking about today, bitch? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You do no, know. We watched it together, we girl. We did. So uh, this is a little bit different. So this isn't necessarily a movie. It's not. So but we, you know what? This is our show, and we do whatever the fuck we want. So we're going to talk about it anyway. We're going to mention it all. Yes, we are talking about you, listeners. We really no. liked you. You enjoyed watching you. Wish we could uh, actually spend more time looking at you. We have to stop. <laughs> we <laughs> can right, spend the enough. whole entire episode doing that. First of all, uh, obviously, the very cleverly named you. I didn't um, even realize, first of all. Until we were talking about it. Until we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been watching you, and I'm like, whoa. Huh. Oh. Interesting. Oh, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Love love something like that. It's cute. It's kitschy. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so what did you think 
I mean, should we do like a little bit of... I forgot how this format goes. <laughs> I forgot how to do Netflix. I forgot. Go. I don't know how um, So usually, uh, we also do have a bunch of new listeners who don't know what the fuck this is probably. So we should probably give them a synopsis. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, net- on Netflix and Kill, um, we... Kenny and I will sit down and we'll watch a horror film. Usually it's a horror film. Um, This time it's a series on Netflix. And we will watch it, go away, ruminate on it, and then come back together and have a conversation with each other about the film uh, for you guys. Um, And we basically give a um, synopsis of the show or film um, first. And then we kind of get into talking about elements about it that we really liked, elements that maybe didn't work so well. And then towards the end of the episode, we will give it a chill or kill rating. Chill being we really liked it. Mm -hmm. We would chill with it. Kill being kill it. It's not good. Don't waste your time. Whatever. (laughs) Um, We will notify you guys when we're doing the synopsis stuff of when we get to the spoiler section so that you can kind of like tune out if you want to go watch it first or if you're the type of person who doesn't give a shit about spoilers then just keep on listening babe but we will give you a heads up we're not gonna like tell you that Dumbledore dies or anything uh god uh, wow you threw me for that one I'm still hurt <laughs> Triggered. still not over it oh yeah. god um so yeah uh well let's get into a little bit about what you is uh like you said <laughs> What you is? What you is? (laughs) About what you is? Into it. Um. So it is a psychological thriller, uh, TV series, uh, that, um, debuted on Netflix, uh. In, uh, well, it actually debuted in 2018. That's when the first season was released. But nobody was talking about it until like this year. Until this year, honestly. Uh, yeah. That's not true. People have. That's not true. That's not fair to my friends and family because people have definitely asked me if I'm watching this show. Like last year, they would be like, "Oh, are you watching this show? It's called You," and like, blah blah blah. You would really love it. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll watch it. Like it's on my list or whatever." And then I just fucking it just gets added I, to the I list just, of death. Just never, never quite get there. Yeah. Um. But this year. It seems like beginning of this year, everybody was like raving about it. And there were all these articles coming out about it and yada, yada, yada. So we decided to give it a watch. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and that's kind of when it got top popularity or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it stars. <laughs> Pin. <laughs> Badgley. 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 I think we're just going to ignore the D. Badgley. It's fine. No, don't ever ignore the D. Um, anyway. I mean, I'm certainly not ignoring his D, but we can get to it in a minute. <laughs> Who I is... I told you we were going to mention it all. What else was he in? Um, Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. That's yep. it. He was in Gossip Girl. Yeah. Um, so it essentially follows uh, As his Dan. character. Yeah. Uh, but um, he plays Joe in this series. Mm-hmm. I love these names. Dan, Joe. You Three know. letter names. Yeah. Um, and it essentially follows him as he follows um, a love interest. <laughs> Correct? Yes. What, what was so funny about that? Do you not like? I don't know. It's just funny. It follows him as he follows. Right? I mean, it's kind of what it is. Like, you're kind of like stalking him while he's stalking this other person. And it really just kind of follows uh, his story of um, life, love, and... Um, Soundproof glass boxes. Uh, soundproof glass boxes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so I I was trying to think of who recommended this to me. Um, shit, it might have been my husband. I don't know what it says about me, but a lot of people in my life, like like probably double digits level people in my life recommended this show to me. They were like, you would love it. It's like right up your alley. Like you would have a great time. You should totally watch it, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, hmm, interesting. He, he is kind of that guy that I feel like you kind of like. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean. What's your point? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like he's your type. <laughs> yes. We love public masturbators. <laughs> we love that. Uh, no, he, um, no, he's pretty solidly my type, um, into it. Dark circles, emaciated somewhat, very pale, kind of like a, like very vanilla looking dude who's actually like, like level, level 10. Level 10 Level 10 freak. Level 10? (laughs) Level 10. I think he probably hit like 20. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Uh, it depends on our scales, but yeah, no, um, it was very highly recommended to me and we sat down actually to watch it, not necessarily intending to do a Netflix and kill. Um, but you were like, oh, I watched the first episode and it's kind of like, I I don't know, it's kind of popping. I had seen the first, like, I think maybe three or four episodes, I think. Um, and because like I said, I think my husband's the one that got me into watching it because he was watching it first and then I was just like on the bed and then like did that thing where like I think he was on like an episode like maybe four or something like that. And then like where I was like watching it, but watching it out of order and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I've got to go back and actually watch this again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd watched a few episodes and then again, I was like, oh my God, Katie would love this. <laughs> <laughs> So we sat down, um, not really even, and I don't even, like, we didn't even plan it. Like, Mm -mm. we didn't plan to sit down and even watch anything. No, it was like Like, 8.45 at night, and you were like, let's watch this. And then all of a sudden, it was 3 o'clock in the morning, and we were just pressing the next episode button, and it just, uh, well, you were, I finished my cross stitch. I was going to say, you were cross stitching. (laughs) I was just stitching away. She was cross stitching this little thing that has these hearts on it, and each heart, (laughs) it's it's a four-letter word, fuck. Um, And so she was cross-stitching that and she was like i will just watch it through this next heart (laughs) and then the next heart was complete and the next one and the next one and she even framed it by the end of the day (laughs) i truly did she even had it framed i truly did we should mail it to pin bagley next thing you know it was what like four or five o'clock in the morning yeah something crazy yeah it was crazy and we had uh we didn't finish the whole thing. It was no, like we, we had were... to come back and finish it. No, like, you finished it a... without me, actually. Yeah. But that's fine. Okay, but that's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, bitch, no, bye. You night. also finished it as well because I think I came back. I did, and you were like trying to play like you didn't immediately watch the rest of it the following day, exactly I like I did. Bitch, I, I know you. Ain't well, no reason for me to wait. You ain't so, gonna wait. Here's the thing. I have a horrible tendency to, like, be really impatient and, like, want to know the answers to things. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I just spoil them for myself. You don't say. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I never wait on your ass to finish watching anything because I know you just go immediately watch it without me. So it's fine. We have an understanding. Same. Um, 
Yeah. So we um, we very much, I guess this is the portion of the episode where we can kind of get into, get a little bit deeper into the real tea. Yeah. Um, but that means that it comes with some spoilers. So we will be referencing some things that happen throughout the show. So if you want to um, watch the show first and not have us spoil anything for you, now would probably be a good time to put this episode on pause. Go on ahead and watch it and then come on back. Yeah. to hear our rating um if you are totally cool with um light spoilers anything like that um then you can keep listening yeah live your life live your life um so with that said we can kind of get on in yeah um first season so there's two seasons that are out right now first season um the first episode starts with Joe Goldberg who is the title character or not title character the main character um he meets uh this woman who walks into his bookstore who happens to be a writer because those are the only people who come to bookstores apparently who are attractive um (laughs) she comes into his bookstore and he notices her immediately sort of becomes enthralled with her and uh begins sort of talking to her in his head and he is sort of narrating um events as they unfold and that is a pattern that sticks with the show throughout so first season is his interest in beck and his relationship with her and as that goes and then second season um first season is set in new york second season is set in california uh and that kind of follows his journey with uh another female yeah (laughs) um and kind of where that ends up so the show is like i said it's um sort of the framework of the show is um, Joe is narrating things as things are happening. So we're seeing actions play out on screen. And then he is sort of offering commentary, which I thought was a really cool um, way to explore Joe's character because we really get a whole lot more of his, we see his misinterpretation of events as they're being carried out. Right. So we see things that happen that kind of like set him off. And we very quickly start to realize, um, that Joe ain't quite right. <laughs> you think? Joe ain't quite right. He no. has uh, a different concept of personal boundaries, um, and he has a lot of stalkerish tendencies. He actually has a lot, for me, as I was watching, um, he has a lot of, uh, in first season in particular, he has a lot of like serial killer tendencies. Yeah. Um, where he is sort of living a double life and he does have these issues with control and he does have these issues with boundaries. Um, and even at one point, um, when he first, when he and, and Beck, his love interest in the, in the first season, um, when they go to have sex for the first time, he has an issue with premature ejaculation, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, not, I mean, obviously, you're not a fucking serial killer if you have issues with premature ejaculation. It's tough, dudes. I know. It's fine. (laughs) Um, No judgment here. Um, But I kind of feel like that was a nod to that. Like, I feel like the people who were producing the show put that in as, as a nod to his long rap sheet of... Uh, behavior that would lead you to suggest that there's something maybe not quite right with Joe. Right. But somehow you excuse it all. (laughs) I don't know that I would say I excuse it all. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, here's the thing. We were sitting there, and then the whole time, and I'm sorry I'm going to expose you, Katie, but... Uh, <laughs> it's okay. You can expose me. <laughs> but, um... Exposed. <laughs> exposed, exposed, exposed. Oh. I love that song. <laughs> um, we're sitting there, and she's like, you know what? Joe would have to go through all of this because I'd have just fucked him the moment he saved me on the damn platform. Here's the thing. Subway. Okay, here's the thing. So, <laughs> we would have to go through all of this. So there's two conversations we need to have in the context of this of discussing this particular show. On uh, up top, need to let you know. Obviously, um, Joe's behavior is not acceptable. Obviously, he's not. Um, Penn Bagley actually has been very outspoken about god i hope i'm saying his name right because every time i Just say it, i'm Penn. terrified um he's been very outspoken about how you know his character because there's this weird social media thing that's happening with this show right obviously joe is an unhinged individual and obviously he's create he's he the show is sort of formatted so that he is taking these progressively worse and worse um more moral gray area I mean, we, we, in fact, leave the moral gray area. We start in the moral gray area. Yeah, and then really? we leave it quite rapidly um, to, you know, behavior that's just not acceptable. Um, but because, you know, Pim Bagley himself is such an attractive man, he kind of, and he's very smooth with it, there's this interesting, like, phenomenon in social media of, you know, all the memes are about how, you know, people are just kind of excusing that behavior, right? And they're just like, Joe could get it, blah, 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 who cares, whatever. And, you know, you and I joked about that. And I'm sure we will joke about it, you know, as you go. Yeah, definitely, 100%. But it's very interesting um, to look at the social media posts about the show because everybody is just kind of like brushing a lot of that behavior under the... Carpet, and it reminds me of um, kind of like with Ted Bundy, how mm-hmm. you know Ted Bundy did horrible, horrible things and committed terrible atrocities, but because he was attractive, um, you know, you had women who were you know going to the courthouse to like sit through his trial every day to support Bundy, yeah, and you had people who were kind of excusing it. You still have it now. I mean, there are Bundy T-shirts and Bundy like cell phone covers and all kinds of shit um, where. They're like repping this person who did these horrible things, but like we're kind of leaning into it because they're hot. And it's sort of tongue in cheek, but then it's also kind of like mm. morally questionable. Yes. Yes. Um, and Penn Bagley himself has been very outspoken I, against, not necessarily against that, but he has said, you know, um, he's like, don't excuse Joe's behavior. Like, my character is not an ideal, like, to be looked up to. Like, that, that yeah. it's not okay. And he's very outspoken about, um, I believe one of his quotes was um, that Joe, the character, is kind of an example of how we will let a good-looking, attractive white man get away with evil. Yeah, pretty much. Acts or whatever. I've, I'm paraphrasing there, but. Yeah. Um, you know, though, I wouldn't actually, I don't know that I would say that, like, Penn is not someone who is, uh, traditionally considered by, you know, society standards as a, you know, he doesn't set the framework for, like, a traditional, like, hot, 
man. Oh, fuck that. No, he absolutely. I he don't think a- he does. No, he. No. Here's his trope. He fits into the not attractive hot boy category. Okay. Uh, he fits into the like. Like, you're going to cast him as, like, the nerd or, like, the not, like, super, like, stacked jock guy. But actually, like, he's the really hot artist guy. Like, that, that is his fucking trope. And you know it and I know it. And we, just because we eat it up doesn't mean that we can't fucking acknowledge that. I don't. That was his character on Gossip Girl, too. He was, like, the poor guy who, like, wasn't, like, from the Upper East Side. I, I can't remember if it was the Upper East Side or the Upper West Side. I think it was the Upper East Side. Um, but he was like the poor guy who was like not part of these like uber rich trust fund kids and he just had regular clothes from Target and he was so underprivileged but like everybody knows he's hot. He's hot. Well, all right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. Okay. I mean, he's not fucking Chris Hemsworth, but he's really hot. But that's what I'm saying, though. He's hotter to me than Chris Hemsworth. But it's very much his niche is like the the approachable, down to earth, cute guy. He's so same. So what's like the a word? John like Cusack type character. I mean, for me, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Maybe not for everybody. I'm like, wait, what? like a Lloyd Dobler. Anybody getting that? Nope. I, no clue. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think that um, this show has a lot of, um, it's actually kind of fitting. We're just coming out of like Valentine's Day talking about this uh, crazy obsessive love mm-hmm. type thing. Um, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, but um, for me, I really liked, um, I really liked the narration style. Mm-hmm. Um I liked sort of um I liked hearing his his character's thought process and in a way that also like his thought process was trying to manipulate you into thinking that what he was doing was okay as well mm, mm-hmm. because then essentially that's what he's trying to do to himself right right, right. like he's trying to convince himself that he is a good guy he's right. fine he's not a murderer right. he's not this he's only doing these things because there's some um, external sur- factor that mm-hmm. has forced his hand mm-hmm. he's not actually a bad guy he wouldn't mm-hmm. do this if it wasn't for this other thing um, and so he's having this conversation with him throughout the whole, with himself throughout this whole series and also to you. And I right. think for me, like that was also a factor in like, oh yeah, you know, like it's honestly kind of like being digmatized <laughs> in a way. Did you just say digmatized? Yeah. You've never heard of that? <laughs> You've never heard of that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've experienced it many times. I just don't think I had the vocabulary for it at that point in time. But I'll add that one to my dictionary. Dickmatized. Dickmatized. Got, Got it. I mean, honestly. It is. No, it is. And- it's very, um, what I thought was interesting about it is y- you raise a good point that the narration that's happening is how he is sort of automatically reframing things in his head, right? He's not, he is not creepy for standing outside somebody's uh like window watching them through their window on the sidewalk because she like he's talking to her in his head and she knows that he's out there watching right, her right, right, right so right. it's like it it takes it to a, from a place of like this is a creepy man stand i mean 
Absolutely. It's a creepy man standing outside on the sidewalk looking through your fucking window. But like he is reframing it in his mind as this sort of like extended like sex game that they're playing. Kind of. Yeah. But it's not hot unless I sent you outside to stand on the sidewalk and look in the window at me. Yeah. So really, if you could just if you could just like go on like a couple dates with me. Then we can play that game with my consent. But of course, you know, when you have people with those um, with those types of uh, psychological issues, like that wouldn't be as fun, right? Right. Um, it's about the fact that really, he's not saying that it's about the fact that she doesn't know that he's watching her, but it is. Yeah. And it's a control issue. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but I thought it was really cool because you see how how with the narration that's explaining things and reframing things for you, if you don't kind of constantly keep yourself in check because you are looking at somebody who's fairly attractive and there are these like crazy boundaries that are getting stepped over, if you're not sort of constantly sort of checking yourself, then you can get sucked into that reframing and then all of a sudden you're like, yes, Joe could get it, which absolutely Pim Bagley could get it, but like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta resist Joe. Yeah, that's true. I just um, resist it. And it's sort of like, it starts out, like you said, we start out in a morally gray area, uh, but it just kind of evolves from that. It kind of gets darker, a little bit deeper, um, and not necessarily all at once. Like, it's very, you know, it comes at you a little slower than what you would um, think, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of comes uh, a little bit, like out of nowhere, um, not necessarily out of nowhere, but like it builds slowly. It, it builds slowly, yes. And um, you're kind of like, and then when something really bad happens that you know Joe is the cause of, you're kind of left like, oh fuck, it's jarring. Joe, like yeah. what? Um, because they built the show around him, build around him and his character, building you up to believe that he's good, right. and then he does something really bad and then it's kind of like if you think about um you know people who uh are abusers or Mm -hmm. do that sort of thing where it's like i'm a good guy and Mm -hmm. then oops this was a mistake but i'm actually a good guy um it kind of follows uh that same format Mm -hmm. and i think it was an interesting phenomenon to watch and be a part of um, just to see the memes and see people's reactions to this because I think it really sort of mirrored how these situations happen in real life. Yeah. You know, we make yeah. these excuses for people who we love. And even when mm-hmm. in the series, when they finally do get together, because spoiler alert, you know, they do finally go on a date, you yeah. know, and like get together and become a couple. Um, it. Um, shit, I completely lost my th- my frame of thought that I was going. Um, but you you get where I was going, right? Like it's um, yeah, it's a constant presence. It's not yeah. like it's it's not it's not something that goes away. And even in periods of time, like when they're together and things kind of calm down for a bit, it doesn't entirely go away, right? This urge to control because it's there from the very beginning. And I don't know. Um, I think a lot of our listeners are are pretty close to our age. Yeah. Um, but 
we may have some younger listeners. And if we do, I think it's probably worth outlining some of the behaviors in the beginning that are red flags that you may not necessarily notice. The show does a really good job of keeping a really low profile about it, but they are there. Um, So when uh, Joe meets this woman... Uh, or she comes into his bookstore. Um, he meets this woman. He's following this woman around. Woman around. She has no idea. Um, she ends up having this like crazy, dumb, drunk thing where she falls onto some train tracks, and he actually jumps down and gets her off the tracks. Now, super hot. If I didn't know that guy was following me around, hundred percent would smash right there. <laughs> there was nobody in that train station. It was like three in the morning. There was like some homeless dude who was like singing to himself, like it's fine. It's entertainment for him. He's having a tough time, obviously. So here's some free entertainment. Like we're gonna, we're just gonna do our thing over here. Yep. You know, cast an eye over if you'd like, or if not, just face another direction. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's what makes me a New Yorker and not an LA person. <laughs> um, but uh, so he he saves her. Obviously, that is a very emotionally charged thing. Like I'm might have died if I was on the train tracks you saved me so now you're sort of bestowed with this sort of emotionally charged energy right yeah um and I feel indebted to you grateful to you whatever if you're super smoking hot Pim Bagley probably gonna do you but (laughs) um anyway just because I'm happy to be alive I mean honestly you might not even have to be hot like Pim Bagley like I might just be so excited to be alive that we just need to have sex the fucking homeless man was the one who actually did it (laughs) And then you're just like, well, I guess I'll throw you. Look, I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) Like, but um, after that, so after that scene, like he takes her and gets her bottle of water because she's drunk. Um, And they, um, he accompanies her home, right? In a cab ride. Yeah. And she notices that her phone is missing. Well, turns out that he took her phone. He has it. He lies to her and says maybe she lost it on the on the train platform, but actually he has it. Um, she doesn't know and then goes away, goes inside, whatever. And it just continues. But there are small, there are like little control things that happen throughout the series that like if you, if you've already watched it, it might even be worth going back and rewatching it now that you have the basic plot and looking for those moments where, you know, he makes a decision not even the big decisions, but he just does something like keeping the phone. That's a control move, right? Um, It comes down to, and I told you this when we talked about it, that like, instead of letting the relationship happen the way that quote unquote normal people do, which I don't know how much any of us do this to an extent, but instead of allowing the relationship to just happen, he is sort of orchestrating each moment behind the scenes. And so because he's doing those things, right, like he's got her phone, so he's watching her text, so he knows that she needs to go get a new bed. So he orchestrates that moment. Yeah. He he knows the exact right moment to pop in and be like, oh, hey, do you want to go help me pick out furniture? I need like a new end table or whatever. So because he's orchestrating the whole thing, he is able to stay in control. And that's what an abuser does. Exactly. So so be really just word to the wise from the lady with the big old bowl of popcorn. Just keep an eye out for those those control in the little ways because those things, those little things sometimes translate to bigger picture things. Yeah, definitely. Um, and control is a tough thing in a relationship. You know, it... it 
ebbs and flows and kind of yeah, ebbs and flows and between people. But if one person has all of the control all of the time, something's wrong. Yeah, and you also have that moment to where he, because you, you remember he put the phone away, mm-hmm. right? At one point it got to where he put the phone up and just kind of like, okay, was like, I don't need this anymore, mm-hmm. right? Um, but he but didn't get rid of it. that's what I'm, yep, exactly. That's what I was about to say. He put it away, stopped looking at it, uh-huh. but never got rid of it. And right. the first time that something, you know, Mm-hmm. triggered him i mm-hmm. guess brought him right back to his control issues mm-hmm. and those abusive tendencies right because like that's that. hitting the pause button that's not initiating like an actual change right um because that's very difficult right so we didn't throw it in the water and say goodbye right we just hit it in our roof and yes. <laughs> our little roof space that we have we hate a drop ceiling we never I, trust a drop ceiling no, i'll be checking ma'am. them from now on fucking drop ceilings i who who invented the drop ceiling yes. and why i want to know but also there's so something else that i think we should reference i think we've talked a bit about joe bless him um everybody in that fucking like world of the show was a piece of shit pretty much like Beck's like, an alcoholic she's drinking all the fucking time and it's not like a i struggled with it because i was like is this Nef- like is netflix like is this an issue of like the people who are writing this show like think that this is how 20 somethings drink yeah because we don't all drink like this or is this like this character being like unhappy who is we with girl life? i ain't a 20 something no more so that's true that's true <laughs> who is we we're in a different bracket i don't know if my beautiful young self um i don't know if like netflix thinks that that's like the culture or and that's like a skewed like they have a skewed view of our culture or mm. if that was like a low key sort of subtle part of Beck's character that she was drinking all the time because she was unhappy. I have no idea, but I she drinks they, a lot. Here's the thing. I actually think that they played a lot um, around uh, addiction when it comes to the characters, because if you, mm-hmm. I mean, you have Joe who has his addiction to control really. Right. right? And, um, and by extension, Beck herself. Right. And you have Beck who has, you know, for, you know, all that we can gather, an addictive personality when it comes to um, alcohol, right? Yes. Uh, Look at her friends. You have her one friend who's very, like, social media savvy, who seems to be, Mm -hmm. like, kind of addicted in that sense, right? Like, we don't touch Mm -hmm. on her a whole lot, but you get that. For me, I got that same same vibe, like mm-hmm. very heavy social media, like influencer, like cares a lot about what people think of her. And um, and then her other friend who was played by, is I think her name Shay Mitchell? She was in Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. She was the crazy one um, who we Peach. also see as kind of like an opposing force to Joe, right? Like she starts out as this friend who is she's kind of like your wealthy friend. She's your rich friend who sort of um is kind of like Queen Bee-ish, mm-hmm. right? And she, she's the head of like their group, she's, right? Yeah, she's like the head of their group. She's also kind of like you know, a controller. She's an orchestrator, right? Mm-hmm. She has her own abusive tendencies. So she's sort of pulling the, the string. She's giving, she does things, she'll give Beck money, yeah. but she'll give her just enough to kind of like get her by. Yeah. But not enough for her to like 
It's it's yeah. it's just enough to make you beholden to her. Yes, basically. or like set up a party for her success, but then you know go around and then tell the um you know publisher like oh she's probably not ready. Right. You know. Right. That same publisher that you invited for your friend who right. you're setting this party up for. Yeah. Um. So it's sort of the giving giving somebody just enough rope to hang themselves type thing. Yes. Uh. So I think they used a lot of that like throughout the character and they used it very well because it wasn't very like i mean it was obvious enough that you clearly picked up on it but it wasn't like so over the top i thought that that was used very well yeah um so i i i'm hoping not necessarily saying that they i believe that's what they did but for me that's the vibe that i got was that they were trying to amplify like you know how addictive personalities can um Mm -hmm. Uh, can work and how they function and the different types. Um, so that's yeah. why I think that's what I got. That from. that was a major theme. Yeah, I think um, I think addiction was a major theme of season one, and I think season two a major theme was guilt mm-hmm. because we see the guilt of forty in thinking that he harmed his, you know babysitter or whatever that he had had a relationship with we see the guilt of um that he's dealing with by drinking to excess Mm -hmm. we see the guilt of love for what she actually did um we see you know um as you know things have transpired in first season we see joe um feeling guilty for having a separate identity we feel we see joe feeling guilty for various things that he's done and being haunted and and those types of things so I would say if addiction is the major theme of season one, guilt seems to be the major theme of season two. Um, and throughout, again, there's this overarching theme of, you know, this attractive person who is able to get away with these things in a lot of cases because he is so uh, harmless appearing, right? And because right. he is attractive. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did you get that huge fucking box all the way from New York to right. California? Right. <laughs> like, girl, how'd you do that? Like... Right. Yeah. So, so I think, um, overall, I think it's a very well done show. Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's very, um, I know a lot of people have been talking about it and I hope that it's not going to be one of those shows that like gets talked to death where as we're talking about it. (laughs) I know, but this is Netflix and kill. This is what we do. But I mean, I'm talking about like all the memes and stuff and like, it's so, um, like on trend right now that I hope yeah. that I think that if you if you are kind of into that element of the Bundy case of like how is this fucking dude able to get away with all of this crazy shit I mean Bundy like they left him un um, handcuffed and this motherfucker like they let him represent himself in court which I guess everybody has that right but like they would let him hang out at the law library unhandcuffed and then, of course, one day the dude jumps out of the fucking window and goes on the lam. Of course he did. <laughs> but it's like, how did he get away with this? And there's no way that he would have if he didn't look exactly like he did in the era that he did and be able to kind of turn that charm on. And that's right. what we see with sociopaths is, you know, it's it's not. And this show really highlights this, that, you know, Joe is not functioning the way that 
non-sociopaths function. He's thinking through every single action. Every single thing that he does is calculated. And every single response, most of the time, most of the responses that he's having to things in his normal life are calculated responses that are designed to elicit some sort of response from you, whether that's trust or anger or, you know, happiness or whether that's, you know, affection. He's, he's, He's making those decisions as to how to present himself, which is very, you know, obviously that's the way a sociopath's mind works. So um, I think if you're into that element of cases like Bundy's case, um, or if if you find cases of control and of, you know, over... I guess stalker cases, things like that. Interesting. I think you would really enjoy this show just because it's, it, it does have very um, heavy horror overtones and heavy like true crime overtones. I think if you're like super into true crime, you would also like this show because you'd be like, bitch, like there were things that oh, were happening, yeah. like things that she was discovering or like things people would say to red her. Red flags. Yeah, absolutely. And like every time a red flag goes up, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like looking for the McDonald triad, like I'm all of that shit. So yeah. I think that our audience actually would really enjoy this show. So if you have kind of like seen a lot of the memes and you're getting tired of it and you're like kind of like ugh, people are talking it to death, I, I would really encourage you to actually watch it because it is very well done. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it also um, it got about uh, 43 million viewers. Um mm. Uh, since its release, uh, let's see, I think, um, and then January 21st, um, the second season had been viewed by over 54 million viewers on its first month of release. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. People were talking about this show in 2018. Well, it actually first premiered on Lifetime. Did it really? Yeah. It was on Lifetime and then went to Netflix. Yes. Um, <laughs> I could totally I see know, this but, being a Lifetime but wait, show. But wait, who at Lifetime let that go? Like, <laughs> Right? Well, it may not have been a choice. Netflix may have just bought it out. True, true. I mean, Netflix is a fucking powerhouse, dude. Honestly. Um, so, like, major numbers. And so, yeah, that was in, like, December. And then they, like, blew up. Yeah. Um, 43 million views for the first season. Like I said, 53, 54. And you can only expect that to grow with the third season that's coming up, too. Yeah. Um, which is set to be released uh, a little bit later this year, if I'm not mistaken. I thought um, it was next year. Or next year. Maybe 2021. Yeah, I thought um, it was. And, I mean, like I said, it received a lot of uh, positive uh, critical response. It sits at a 93% approval rating on our good old-fashioned tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Um, with the consensus uh, quote saying, you pairs thrilling drama with trashy fun to create yes. an addictive mm. social media horror story that works its way under the skin and stays there. Love that. Yes, all the tomatoes. Joe can have all these tomatoes. He can have <laughs> a sauce, honey. We can make a lasagna. Uh-huh. Um, and then for the second season, it reads, Pen Badgley's, Badgley's perversely endearing serial stalker keeps looking for love in all the wrong places during a second season. Yes, he yeah. fucking does. Yeah. That maintains the subversive tension while adding some welcome variations on the series formula. So um, I personally preferred the first season. I don't over know. It was. Second. 
I think the first season was definitely more concise. It was a very clear story from start to finish, and we knew yeah. exactly, like, it was very clear that the writers knew exactly what path they were taking. Second season is a little bit more messy, because, of course, you kind of have to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of liked the element of him being, like, a clear New Yorker in California, because well, let me tell you, when I went to California, I felt that. That's what I'm I saying. love all of our California listeners, but I felt that. <laughs> Um, and I kind of like that element of the of the show. Yeah, if you think about the characters in the first season, they were all very like sort of New York um, stereotypes in a way. Kind yeah. of same yes. thing happens in season two. Everyone kind of is. It's like a almost like a stereotype. Yeah, that yeah. they play for for everyone. I'm not sure if they're everybody's s- also still a piece of shit. There's everyone. a couple characters actually that aren't, listen, but the world is just an entire piece. I think the one kid who's not a piece, one person who's not a piece of shit is probably the kid in the first season who, you know, but the girl, his, the girl in the, the kid, the girl one, kid yeah. in the second season and also Delilah. Yeah. Like true. her, her older sister. Yeah. True. So, um, and it was nominated for several awards for best streaming, best actor, uh, uh, and best actress. Um, Elizabeth Lale and then Penn got that and um, so and then like they also got a category for television pilot and first mm. season what the fuck that is I don't know they didn't win but they were just nominated excellent for first season or second uh, I don't know it was probably first Girl, I guess. probably first who, yeah. who knows the first the reason I ask is that the first episode of the show is actually really good as a pilot like I think it's a really good pilot yeah because it, really um, it very it gets the story across really well yeah so um, so yeah, I guess it's good. To- I, I get the trashy, the trashy element of it because it's really good. Like, it's really good thing to watch if you just don't really have the brain energy or emotional energy to expend. You know, because yeah. it's very you, you can you can get as much out of it as you put in. I, I guess mean, I'll he's say. literally telling you everything that's happening, so your brain doesn't have to think the entire time. Because <laughs> you're giving him control. It's fine. Honestly, you're just giving oh it over God. to him. Omg. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think that's. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about. I think for you, um, I'm yeah. excited for the third season. Um. I mean, we kind of clearly wanted to focus a little bit more on the first season, which is why we kind of touched on the second season, but didn't really go into it. But I mean, hey, who never knows? You might see us back next week, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not, girl. I don't know. But no, nah, it's good. Um, um, it's a. This would be a fun thing to discuss, like on the Facebook group and stuff, with a because it's hard. It's, sometimes it's hard when we do these Netflix and kills because we don't want to like. I know that there are people that listen through, even though we're we say we're going to give spoilers, but I don't want to totally ruin it for everybody and yeah. get super like myopic with it. But like, no, it's good. I think you should watch it and talk about it on the Facebook group, and yeah. then we can we totally. can get into totally. So into with all of that uh, being said, Katie. You know what I'm about to ask you, right? Mm-hmm. Do you chill or do you kill? Honey, I would, the chillest chill that has ever chilled, I'm an ice cube. I'm an ice cube in a glass of whiskey <laughs> at the lips of Pin Bagley. As he prepares to drink it down whilst watching me across the bar. So you're both. So you're both across the bar <laughs> and also the ice yes, cube. I'm everywhere. I'm everything. <laughs> I'm the earth mother. No. Um, 
yeah, I'm a chill. I'm a chill hard with it. It was a really good show. Very solid. Very good ensemble work. Very good storyline. I I like the perspective. I like the structure of it with the narration. I like how sometimes we're watching one thing happen right in front of us, but it's being narrated and reframed from a sociopathic perspective. Um, and I just thought that was really interesting. So I'm a chill. How about you? Girl, you might as well just call me Elsa because I'm about to freeze over this whole entire thing. <laughs> Honey, let it go. Let it go. Honey, <laughs> Joe, don't come in my house no more. <laughs> oh my God, you're so cringy. <laughs> um, oh, the most cringy. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Maximum cringe. It's fine. That's the point of this entire podcast um yeah i would just have to agree i mean honestly like i said we i watched it several times and really thought that you would like it and i'm you know we had fun watching it on the couch together staying up all night it's a good show to watch with your bestie a long time since we had stayed up late yeah that, that late watching something yes and i was like it was fun like for me it was more fun just like watching it with you Mm -hmm. than like then it may have been alone. Then it may have been alone yeah. or even just like as the show itself. So I was like, I was just really happy to like, you know, kind of sit have and have that moment time. and stay up really late because because yeah. it's, uh, it's hard. For, I understand that like it's harder for you because you got to have your sleep girl. I because do. You turn into a fucking <laughs> you turn into a fucking beast. If yes. I've ever seen one, if you it's don't correct. get your sleep and your and your food, which is a struggle when we're intermittent fasting. So I've got to like. <laughs> <laughs> So I have, uh, yeah, um, got a lot I'm working with over here that I'm trying to (laughs) deal. Um, And he's like, please help me. I'm blinking, but this is an audio medium. Please. Uh, So, no, it was just fun. Um, So I would highly recommend anyone to sit and watch it with your bestie or, um, you know. Or your mom. You know, whatever. Whatever you want to do. don't watch it with your mom. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe not your mom. No, don't watch it with your mom. I mean, maybe you got a cool mom. Maybe it's fine. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Cool mom. Cool, cool mom, mom loves it. Cool mom. Cool mom loves it. All right. So, yeah, yeah. I chill with it, girl. Yes, absolutely. I, I recommend it. I'm telling you, if you're, I know that Netflix and Kill is more of a horror type thing, and this is a little bit of a psychological thriller thing, but a lot of our audience loves true crime too. So, we thought that this would be, you know, a good thing for us to talk about on the show. Good topic. Um, if you are more of like a horror junkie and you're like, I only like serious horror, I would still. <laughs> then I would tell you to fuck off. Yeah, honestly. that's true. That's true. Because most of the horror that we like is trash horror, um, especially me. I fucking love horror, comedy, trash horror, all of it. I'm living for it all. B, but her. like, yes, all the way. We love the B. Um, so. If you are that type of person that you're more like into the horror and you thought that maybe this wouldn't be for you because it is it does seem so mainstream, I would encourage you to check it out. There's probably something in there for you. Um, and maybe not. Maybe you hate it. <laughs> if so, find something else, girl. And maybe not. It's Netflix. Same thing with this podcast. Maybe you'll find something <laughs> in it you like. Maybe not. Maybe you won't. Um, That's all right with be, me. It, it'd be great if you did, though. It would be great. It would be pretty cool if you did. It'd be pretty cool would. if you did. But no, check it out. Don't like let the because I know that there are some people that like if something goes mainstream, you're like, um, oh, maybe it's not that great. I, even to a degree, I'm a little bit like that. Refuse to watch it. I'm like, come on, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's good. It's good. There's something in there for you. Watch the first episode. Let us know what you think, and you can let us know on Twitter at the Haunted Heart, on Instagram at the Haunted Heart Podcast. 
please, please, please join our Facebook group. You just search the Haunted Heart Podcast on Facebook, like our page. And then you can request to join our Facebook group, either Kenny, myself, or one of the members of our lovely Murder Mod Squad uh, will approve you. And then you can kind of have discussions and all kinds. Of, there's memes, all kinds of shit in the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, and it's a really good place to discuss like topics like this where we can kind of have a back and forth and yeah, with you guys. Um. Oh, Patreon as well. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Haunted Heart. Um, if you would like to support the show, if you think we do a good job, um, Patreon tiers start at a dollar a month. So if that's something that you can do and that you're interested in doing, we have a lot of bonus material on there. Um, we also do, sometimes we'll do extra Netflix and Kill episodes for Patreon that are exclusive to Patreon. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think and, that, did I hit everything? Uh, well, almost. Uh, you forgot to throw it out there that if you have a Netflix and Kill recommendation, that you can send it to us uh, at the Haunted Heart Podcast at gmail.com. We definitely want to hear um, your uh, thoughts on you know the things that we review and cover. If you completely disagree with us, please let us know. We'd love that. Um, and <laughs> let us know uh, what you would like for us to watch. Yes, yes. Give us recommendations. Um, one thing in the Facebook group that we want to get started. I have no idea what time. Like. Like what the time horizon for that is like because we're getting the show back on the road with Netflix and Kill and we want to make sure that th- we're consistent with that um, but you know I know that you guys are interested in doing like some streaming stuff and like some party watching stuff for the Facebook group so mm-hmm. you know we would like and- to you know, do that. There's some fun, like kind of things that we have earmarked that we would like to watch with yeah. you. And, and you know cat people streaming now. Fuck yes it is. <laughs> so yeah, we may we may try to set up some sort of regular schedule to do that with you guys because I know it is something that you're interested in. So if you're not in the Facebook, get in the Facebook group so that we can watch shit together. True. Because we love to watch shit with you guys. And with that said, I got a big ass bowl of popcorn here. And we're about to consume it because I've been eyeing it the whole time. She actually pulled the popcorn away from me and has been holding it. She won't let me have any. I actually had a single. Hopefully you didn't hear me when I snuck a couple pieces during the episode. Maybe you did. I had a kernel that I just stopped. I couldn't eat it. I just found it. So (laughs) I'm going to eat this now, but not in the mic because you hate it. (laughs) But you, uh, while I finish this popcorn, while we finish this popcorn, you know what you got to do. Until next time, folks. Stay spooky.